Welcome back guys to another episode of the Arco Jarko podcast Or should I say the Arco Jarko show Which I want to see So I get straight into it uh, So um, of course the upcoming event this uh, weekend uh, This Friday or Saturday depending on where you are in the world Is the UFC Vegas 19 uh, Before I get to that um, I'll start off with the um, Hamzat Ch- um, Kimaev Or Hamzat Chimaev um, uh, issue of the of the uh, COVID-19 um, case that he's had to pull out of a fight with Leon Edwards now for the third time. I mentioned that in my, was it my last podcast or the uh, the uh, podcast for that one? Just a second. Yes, yeah, so um, for the third time now, the fight between himself, uh, Kimai, um, Hamzat um, Shimaev and um, Leon Edwards has, has been cancelled now for the third time. I think, as I said before, Dana White, Dana White and the UFC have just decided that I think it's best they just uh, find another fighter for um for Leon Edwards. But even that itself is proving to be quite difficult. Uh, but where Hamza Kimov is concerned, um, Dana White decided to fly into Las Vegas to get some uh, proper, in their eyes, uh, proper, their words, some proper medical treatment for the um COVID nineteen because he's still showing symptoms of the virus, and it seems that it was actually quite serious. Uh, given that it's three times that this fight now had to be uh, cancelled and rescheduled, um, and Hamza's coach came out and said his coach Madrid Shamas he said it was really bad. He didn't even do two rounds straight. He did one round and then rested. He started coughing, started feeling ill again, and we had to cancel the training. He even went in. in uh, he, he even went in an ambulance to the hospital when he called me. He thought he was going to die. So. Um, like many other people who have had this virus, uh, even over here in the UK, you know, or around the world, uh, you know, when you get it and, um, you know, when you start going through the symptoms, or when, when the symptoms and the, when the, you're really into the, the depth of the illness, you know, it feels really, really bad. So what he's saying, what he said to his coach that uh, he thought was going to die isn't uncommon. I've, I've heard many people and they've had the virus and thankfully they've survived um, you know, they told the same sort of recollection and story. It's just it's horrible to have, and you think that you know it's it's the end. It's nothing like they've ever ever had before. But um, something I'm going to move on to uh, next. I think um, Leon Edwards now and Dana White said said himself that having this fight being rescheduled and postponed and cancelled here and there is actually actually for um, Leon Edwards. It's really really annoying and uh, quite disrespectful to him. Because um, obviously he's waiting, he's, and as he said in an interview with Eric Hawani on ESPN MMA, or what well, on on ESPN um, recently, he uh, even said one of them mentioned that um, Leon Edwards hadn't fought in a long time. I think since uh, is it two thousand last year, two thousand twenty? I think well, no, it was for quite a long while, and you know active MMA fighters that's something that they really want to avoid you know they really don't want to um, be inactive for a long time whilst they're whilst you know they're still in those peak years of their life whereby they can whereby they can perform at their best you know because this is um, the sort of job that if you don't work you don't eat you know you're not guaranteed a salary not guaranteed hours or anything like that you know so I'm not going to say anything else but it's a sport whereby you really have to be um, putting in the work and you have to be constantly looking for and be smart about it but looking for your next fight. Now, moving on, Marco Bisping on his podcast with Believe You Me, Believe you Me podcast with his 
God, I've forgotten the other guy's name, but on, on his Believe You Me podcast, he did mention, um, and this is something that goes back to UFC, um, UFC, not UFC, Vegas, UFC um, 258, the um, the main event, Gilbert Burns versus um, Kamara Usman. Um, you know, some people have been saying, uh, well, I have to say that the sort of bashing, if you if can call it bashing, that Gilbert Burns has received, well, I don't think you can call it bashing at all because many people still respect him that even in that August gun, even though he didn't win, he still did put on a good performance and a good fight, you know. And many people respect him for that. Um, you know, him and there's no bad blood between him and himself and Kamara Usman. They're, Usman, they're friends, both training out of Sanford, um, out of the Sanford gym, you know, the Sanford team. So they know each other very well. They've sparred with each other. They've trained with, the, with each other. You know, they like they they like each other. They're, they're best friends. They're really good friends, and they get on well. And some people, such as Marco Bisping, uh, have been annoyed at how Gilbert Burns performed in that fight. Um, and I can see what he what he means. Um, towards the end, whereby um, the referee had to stop the fight in the second round. <coughs> or rather, the referee had to stop the fight in the second round. Um, I think at that point, Gil. Um, Gilbert um Marco Beeson was saying he was annoyed that at that point um Gilbert Burns should have still um gone up and even though Kamara Usman was still um throwing shots at his head, his face, you know, just attacking him while he was on the ground, he should have still should have still gone back up to his feet. And um despite you know, even though he would have still received a few shots, you know, it's a fight game, you know, it is what it is. Um even though he would have received received um some more strikes on the way up as was getting back to his feet, you know, that would have still been an opportunity for him to defend himself and still, you know, have a chance to still fight and still potentially have a chance to win. I think Marco Beastman was more or less going along down the line of or the what what he was saying basically was along the lines of it's like towards the end they're like Gilbert's sort of how do I say this without sounding disrespectful to Gilbert Burns and even to Kamara Usman and to many other MMA fans out there? Because I'm st- I still class myself as a novice, though I can't keep falling back on that excuse for so long. Because by now, if I've been watching this, but made the number of podcasts that I have, there's still, there's certain things I should be able to say safe, safely and firmly, you know, because I should have done my homework. But I think what Marco Beeson maybe was suggesting maybe is that the way it looks is it's almost as if Gilbert Burns kind of gassed out whilst on the floor um, uh, almost like let Kamara Usman win instead of like getting back up to his feet and still you know fighting back and still you know fought back you know that sort of thing but I mean that's his take on it and I will say that in comparison to how UFC 257 went down with uh, Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor um, a lot of people have still you know the sort of negative feedback that um Gilbert Burns has been receiving. Um, I don't think you can. They can't really compare. I think because Gilbert Burns, um, I've not really looked so much into his. I, I don't think, in comparison to Conor, Conor McGregor, I'm. I don't think I can say just my, just solely myself, my own opinion is that I would. I wouldn't really consider him to be a trash talker. You know, to speak bad luck. Um, when they're trying to um, do press conferences at the pre-press conference for the um, for a fight, he's not like Conor McGregor that will disrespect his opponent, whether it's banter or he, whether he generally means to insult his opponent. He's going to be fighting in the octagon um, in just the next few days or so, and I think maybe that's the reason why he's been treated in a much more um, uh, 
lenient way um, for his loss. Um, although I do know that he's nowhere near as popular or has nowhere near as many wins as Conor McGregor. And he doesn't bring in the same sorts of pay-per-view money. I get that. that that's fine. So that probably could possibly potentially suggest the reason as to why um, he is not being bashed like Conor McGregor is. Because when Conor McGregor lost to Dustin Poirier after taking all those leg kicks and crumpling to the floor and then Dustin Poirier just got in there and finished him off. Um, you know, they took a, a snapshot of just what Conor McGregor looks like while it's just on the floor on the octagon there and looks like it was knocked. So it looks like he was sleeping in Khabib immediately after that fight. And I think I said it before in one of my previous podcasts that um, Khabib said that, uh, look at this, um, he's talking about Conor McGregor. Look, he uh, made everybody wake up and just to, just to come out and see see him see him fight, and then um, he's got, he himself has gone to sleep and we're all awake watch watching his his loss. And yeah, many people start to make making memes of the whole thing of how he was knocked out, of how he looks like someone who went out for an all night bender, drinking or drinking all night, all day, whatever. And came back to the house and just fell asleep on the couch with some other um, fellow um, MMA, MMA fighter athlete who's also looks like he's been knocked out cold and, is, and been put into like just been put to sleep. Uh, so um, yeah, that's just my my take on the whole thing. Now, this goes back to um, the first point that I, I started the, my show with uh, Leon Edwards. Now he was supposed to fight um, Hamza Ch- um, Chimaev. And um, I think initially, well, not initially, but it was suggested that he would fight Kobe Covington, and many other, uh, quite a few other fighters have not, not quite a few, but I think Stephen Thompson, Wonderboy Thompson, also came out and he tweeted, you know, I'll fight you. So, but um, he is still recovering for, from uh, the injuries he sustained from the fight he had in December at UFC Vegas seventeen. It was um, just before the around the nineteenth of December or so before the Christmas holidays. Um, and he's still recovering from that. Uh, so um, basically, Kobe, basically, I'm nervous while I'm doing this. Basically, Kobe Covington, Kobe Covington, came out saying that um, he's not interested in fighting Edwards, and he made the following statement: Leon Scott. Why is he calling Leon Edwards Leon Scott? Unless if that's Leon Edwards' uh, middle name. But it's, he, this is what he said. Leon Scott hasn't earned anything. I'm in the Kobe Covington Incorporated champ- Championship business. <laughs> I'm not in the Leon Scott. <laughs> wow. Wow. Kobe uh, Covington. It was said before. Um, this is just co- coming away from the statement. But someone said, uh, is it Joe Rogan said in one of his podcasts? Or, or someone else has said this, that if Kobe Covington, if Kobe Covington had his own podcast, it would be huge because of how he talks. His smooth voiced, his smooth voice, smooth calm voice, trash talking of how he won't be um, aggressive and how he, the tone, the tone of his voice won't be aggressive, but he'll be just like subtly and softly insulting the other person. You know, whether it's using f bombs, he won't be shouting, but he'll be offending you in the way how he's talking, but in a nice, calm manner. You can see how you can see the sort of language he's uh, he's in his statement here. So I'm not in the Leon Scott charity business. This isn't charity. This isn't 
This isn't charity hour, man. I'm fighting at the top of the mountain. The people want to see one fight. They want to see the, the rematch. Marcy fake news, man. Colby Chaos Covington Part 2. Are you fucking kidding me? That's a joke. It was the biggest corruption in the history of the sport. I was destroying him. He got lucky and he knows that. He got li- he got life rafts thrown to him multiple times. Why doesn't he want to run it back with me? Oh, because I'm the toughest dog in the pack. If I was the easy dog in the pack, he'd be coming after me. But he's not. So, um, back you know, back to the interview that Leon Edwards recently had with Ariel Hawani. Um, you know, um, I think Ariel Hawani as I I don't know if Leon Edwards actually knew about it before doing that interview, but Ariel Hawani as in made it informed Leon Edwards. It looks like he was telling him for the first time that um. Kobe Covington in another interview with, I think with the Submission Radio podcast the Australian podcast um, Kobe Covington said to him that he wasn't interested in fighting Leon Edwards and um, well Leon Edwards obviously wasn't happy about it he was frustrated um, so th- you know the other people that, that potentially could he could have fought um, Jorge Marvidal versus um, Kamara Usman I think that fight has been confirmed I, I've not seen anything myself to be sure if it's been confirmed or not but I think has it. He was um, Usman was talking about it after the um, after his win against Burns at UFC 258. He was talking about it. I, I think I saw something on YouTube that it is going to happen, but I don't know. So I don't want to say anything here that'll make me sound you know a bit foolish. But he can't fight those two. Either one of those two, and uh, Stephen Thompson. He could fight Stephen Thompson. Um, Stephen Thompson even offered himself to um, the fight. Um, because he's he's in one of the um, the top five um, or top three rankings of that weight division, and um, he offered himself to um, to stand in for um, for Kima who's still suffering from COVID nineteen, but unfortunately he still um, hasn't recovered fully from the injuries he got from his last fight UFC Vegas seventeen. I th- I think it's seventeen. So um, you know, Leon Edwards really is bummed, and he doesn't just really doesn't know what exactly is going to happen or what he does and you know, what he's going to do about it because he really obviously as, as I said before no fighter no active fighter wants to stay dormant for such a long time uh, because in this game the older you get the harder it is to, you know the harder it is for you to perform and all the all the time lost whether you're being suspended whether you've been, you've been injured and you're recovering from an accident or from an injury you've got in, this, in a recent fight fight or inspiring you know that's time that you're never going to get back time and money that you'll never get back so uh yeah uh, gilbert burns now he um i think for the first time he released a statement after his loss to kamara usman ufc 258 now he said four seven times um get back up eight i am already in good in a good mind and spirit mind you you know his english isn't his first language so um (laughs) This is quote unquote, you know, word for word what he said in his Twitter statement, whether it's Twitter or Instagram. I'm already in good mind and spirit, thankful thank thankful for the lessons and for the awesome people that I have with me in my in my journey on my or on my journey. I'm already up taking the dust off and regrouping myself. Two to three weeks of recovery and enjoy enjoy my beautiful family and I'll be back. Learned so much and I'm still learning. So uh, yeah, it's good to see that his loss um, against Kamara Usman because that was uh, you know co-main event. And it was an event that many people were watching, and I thought you know um, 
in the podcast I made before the last the last podcast, but um, which was about that um fight mainly about about that fight. I thought that he would win because his striking is dangerous, and you know it, it looks. I wouldn't want to be on the other end or or be on the receiving end of the striking if if um you know if I was in the other in the other opponent's um, shoes, you know his striking looks really deadly and really really um really dangerous. And as someone said to me on my last um, podcast, one of my last videos, um, I'm gonna give him a shout out on a boxing vlog, um, boxing vlog. Um, it's a YouTube channel, a YouTuber from uh, the US. Um, they said accurate. Yes, yeah, so you know, yeah, his punches are you know, not not precise but accurate. You know that you can see that when he throws a punch, when he throws a strike, it hits a particular part in the opponent's body just as an, in a controlled manner. You know, it looks like. He's throwing with all his force and a lot of control as well. So you know that you know, for me that that looked very dangerous, and many other people are of the same opinion opinion as well. Um, Henry Cejudo, another fighter, he came out and made his own um, his own on opinion on the Gilbert Burns performance against Kamara Usman. He did say that um, Burns did use a lot of energy in throwing strikes and uh, kicks and. Um, uh, Usman, and he said that when you're fighting someone like Usman, that isn't really the best way to go about it because you're going to use up so much energy and eventually you're going to gas out because you're not going to be fighting for, in this particular um, event they fought for, the main event is always five rounds, I should know that, <laughs> I should know that, um, you know, you have to save your energy for the other rounds, um, they're going to be fighting, they're going to be fighting um, for in as well. So um, that that does make sense. Uh, know your opponent, and also know how to use your, know how to use your energy to the point that you know you don't get tired too quickly. You don't gas out so easily. Uh, so as he said before, uh, that's not advisable, especially when fighting someone like Usman. And there's no point in wasting all that energy when your opponent will be, be checking. Yeah, be checking any kicks and punches, punches and any other attacks you throw at them. Um, now this might be old news, but it's something that I I can tell that in the uh, community of mixed martial arts, many people are against it and many people are are annoyed about it. That's something that you know um, you can't physically stop the person from doing. Excuse me. Now that is the case of T.J. Dillinshaw. Um, now, there's a podcast that I uh, that really, as well as me guess like guessing a love of the sport since uh, the summer of 2020 when I did my first kickboxing session with um with my then coach at the time, my former coach at the time. Um, I um, there's a podcast I was listening to. And this was back again, way back again, further back in 2019, the weighing in show, which uh, is hosted by uh, John McCarthy. A really, really big name in, um, in the mixed martial arts community because um, he's one of the contributing referees that contributed to the rulemaking of the sport. So he's a well, a properly established figure, and another um, well-known figure in the sport, Josh Thompson. Um, and not to shit on him, but I have asked um, about him before by uh, some other um, athletes in the sport, other coaches, and not many people have heard of of him, but. Nonetheless, you know, um, I do like him. He's an honest person. And after looking into his background, you know, the sort of stuff that he went through as a child and a teenager and a young adult, 
and a young adult you know a lot of shit they had to um to um overcome you know um really um discriminated against and faced a lot of racism because he's uh, a biracial person of uh biracial person of uh mexican and a caucasian american heritage so he's mixed race but um i do like him because he's very honest about things and you know he's the sort of person that just doesn't tolerate bullshit uh the same goes for john mccarthy but it was that podcast that really really got me uh to like mma at the time and then i liked it even more when i started um my doing the kickboxing classes uh last year so um it was brought to my attention through their podcast about TJ Dillinshaw and uh, the um, the USADA suspension that he got because it was found out that he had failed a drugs uh, failed a drugs test, and that was for banned substance. And um, recently, TJ Dillinshaw has released a video of him uh, training now for um, for you know for an does he have an upcoming fight for in the UFC? I, I don't know, but nonetheless, he released a video um, showing himself training for um, just returning back to the UFC as the narrator of the video. Excuse me. As the narrator of the YouTube um, video was saying that basically um, it's just for the return to the UFC. But again, it's one of those situations where the person has cheated almost cheated their way to success and it's like they've they've broken they've committed a major offense in the um in this sport and it's almost like they've been given a second chance you know it's it's even just like the the john jones uh controversy um i think there's been many um cases more than once of course there's been many issues surrounding the um john jones um case whereby he's been had just although i don't think it's, it's ever been proved can i can i say it's not ever been proved but well let me just say that you know there's no smoke without there's no smoke without fire and in his own case there was always an issue you know he asked dc chromier you know there's always an issue happening you know failed failed drugs test um trying to avoid a drugs test like he did sometime in 2010 or 11 before you started came into existence it was the athletic state commission or some body like that that was um that was conducting drugs tests and in one instance and this is something of a point i've made before um uh, quite a few times now um that there was one particular instance that he actually and his team helped him do this they actually helped him hide beneath the octagon of a of a particular gym they was training in at the time just um so they could escape a drug test and it was fa- actually found out that he was being hidden under there and all the people involved were, were all punished so uh nobody got off scot-free but when you have issues like that and um you find that the person really hasn't re- really faced probably the the highest or the most severe punishment of of them all which is basically to, basically to be banned from the sport entirely at least to be cut by the organization you're fighting for that you're working for you know that really upsets a lot of people because it's like you're doing the wrong thing but somehow you're not you're doing the wrong thing and indirectly somehow you're being rewarded for it because you're not suffering for it and for this at all and then when someone like john jones makes the argument that he wants to be the champion or wants to be the ranked as the champion of the pound for pound for pound um, best fighter 
or the uh, be ranked as number one in your weight division or wh- whatever weight division you want to fight in um you know it, it it upsets people especially when you have that it only has to happen just once for it to just tarnish your whole record whether it's a you know whether your fighting record has been a, a bad record or an average record but when it's happened once people sort of will begin to suspect you until the day you quit the sport until the day you retire from the sport it's just how it goes because that if you've dabbled in it once then if you've dabbled if you've involved yourself in it once then you know it, it gives people the impression that okay so you're this sort of person you you're this kind of person you do not want to go away and actually do the actual hard work that you're supposed to do to actually achieve any success you, you do achieve in the octagon, any wins you do achieve off the off your own back, off your own hard work, off your own hard work and off your um off your own talent. So, you know, when you use when you're using a banned substance, it's never it's never really you that's um doing it's never really your own hard work or talent that you're using to compete. You know, and again, for something like mixed martial arts or MMA, if you're going to be using something that gives you an advantage, a physical advantage over your opponent, for them, that's very dangerous because when you're throwing a punch, you're throwing a punch much harder than usual. The same goes for a kick, same even goes for a takedown or for a clinch. You know, steroids does that to the body. It gives you that that advantage that, to the extent that you won't even know what you're doing, but your opponent will be, will be able to tell that something probably isn't quite right here and you know in this sport if something like that happens you could potentially kill or seriously hurt your opponent you know so um i'm sure um tj dillinshaw is still going to receive um, a lot of backlash from the mma community and you know many people are still very unhappy about it even though the suspension has expired many people are still of the opinion that if you if you're caught doing something like this it should be a lifetime ban and i have to say that i can't argue with that. i agree with that because you know it's more of cheating and um well <laughs> yeah it, it's cheating and um it's just something that many people including myself including myself uh i, I can't stand because i'm not gonna bang on about that <laughs> so much uh, anymore uh you can use your own common sense to work out uh to work out how i feel Okay, so the main event coming up this weekend, uh, UFC Vegas 19. The main event, uh, Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis, both in the heavyweight division. Both in the heavyweight division. I always get so tongue twist and tongue tied. So I had a look at the um, some fights with these guys, and the two that I came, that um, stood out to me was the um, UFC Vegas three um, fight event last year in June, June of 2020. Where Curtis Blades fought Alexander Volkov. Now, in the uh, in that particular fight, um, I can see that Blades does have. Um, okay, you may not agree with me, but um, because I, I'm still very much a novice, I'm not still. I still I still firmly believe that I still have so much to learn about this sport. Um, but in that fight, um, his takedowns were really good. I can see that that that's what he was going for a lot of the time. Of course, Volkov um, wasn't making it easy for his for his opponent. Of course, but um, he, you know, I could see that Blade was easily doing um, plenty of takedowns and body slams. Like it was, uh, no one's like I was like, what the fuck? Like that, he's doing it like it's no one's business. And his ground game was good. Um, he managed to keep his opponent up into the ground uh, for a long while. And looking at Derek Lewis, uh, looking at what, how he because yeah, because how he fought uh, um, Alexi. 
Alexi Olinik or Olinik or Olinik at UFC Vegas Six last year in August of 2020. Um, whilst watching that fight in the first round, both guys really got into a straightaway, especially especially Derek Lewis, the high kicks and the serious blows. Um, I basically nice one getting into that fight, and yeah, Lewis was dishing out some really heavy shots and kicks, and um, his ground game was was okay, but. In comparison to Blades, um, probably wasn't as good. I think he's more of the uh, prefer, he prefers dishing out strikes and um, dishing out strikes and uh, leg kicks. I think what what's the term they use that they that they use um, is it stand up? Yeah, I th- I think he's more of a stand up guy than uh, a ground a, a ground game guy. <laughs> if that's uh, if I can if I can say that, but um, his striking was uh, is ferocious. And um, I can see why they call him, why they call him the black the um, black beast, and um, for someone of his weight and his and his size, because they're both fighting, they're both in the heavyweight division. Um, you know, he moves really quite swiftly and quite almost agile, like even though he's not got the physique that kind of matches that sort of movement. But um, yeah, um, for this fight, I, for this particular fight, I'm not gonna say who's gonna win. I'm, you know, um, or who who I've got my money on because it'll be such such a hard fight. And again, I don't want to sound stupid or foolish, um, because I still feel that this is a sport that I really um, have too much too much knowledge to, too too much knowledge to gain, and there's even so many. T- Certain words, even certain terms, some knowledge. I still have to, uh, still have to understand what they mean. Um, but yeah, for this fight, um, again, uh, I just have to sit back and watch and see what happens. I'm not going to place any money, make any bets, or say who I'm going to bet my money on. I'm just going to wait and see, see what happens. Um, yeah, <laughs> so just wait for Saturday morning or Saturday morning to come around and just watch the fight and see. Who wins? Who's a better fighter? So, guys, there's there is a lot going on in the MMA world, not just the um, what's happening in the UFC, or not just what's happening at UFC. Uh, what's going to happen at UFC Vegas 19? Um, but this is all I could fit in for uh, one episode. Uh, this on this particular day. What's for I say this particular one because it's about quarter to three in the morning here in the UK as I'm fil- as I'm filming this. So guys, if you did enjoy that, and if you if you were able to get past my ums and ahs and as in just brain freezes I had as as I was trying to recall certain bits of information about this um for this podcast, please don't forget to leave a like and please do subscribe. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. My name is Ikojako One. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook. My name is Ikojako. Um, my Twitter account I've had that since two thousand nine, but I've not really. I've rarely, barely ever used it up until now. I'm posting and I'm tweeting about certain things going on around politics and especially, of course, mixed martial arts and the combat sporting world. Um, so you can also get my podcast on Google Play, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, Player FM, the Apple um, podcast, um, Apple iTunes podcast. That's still in the works. It's something which 
for the upteenth time now for the upteenth time I'm saying I'm still going to get it done I am going to get it done I'm sure it's something so easy to do that I'll kick myself when I finally sit and worked out what it is so guys um, yeah uh, once again if you didn't enjoy this um, video if you, um, if you didn't if you like if you liked what you saw if you liked what you've heard for listening on the um, Spotify or the similar um, audio platforms please don't forget to leave a like thank you and goodbye